Welcome to the Beat the Bullshit Podcast with your hosts, Liam Holder and Alex Broadbent. Their mission is to guide you through the confusing world of health and fitness as they help you to make the most of your body, mind, and nutrition. So get ready to listen to them and their amazing guests as they help you to beat the bullshit. Hello and welcome back everyone to episode two of the Beating the Bullshit podcast. Uh, myself, Liam Holder and Alex Broadbent. Hi guys. I think we're probably quite excited. I think most of the, the rest of the UK are pretty excited at the moment because we, we actually had some, well, some fingers crossed good news last night off old uh, Bojo. Uh, I know for us, well, well, for, for, well, there's a couple of reasons for us. Gym's open, the pub's open at some point as well. I don't know when the pub's open, but I know gyms are April 12th. Uh, salons April to can finally get a trim. The hairdressers are going to be chaotic. I've, I've, I've already contacted my hairdresser literally yesterday, voice notes, and hey, mate, you've probably got one of the busiest phones in Birmingham right now. Fit me in. <laughs> I, I think people need to start queuing now. It's getting to the hairdressers, to be honest with you. It's going to be chaos. That's think not, when I'm watching football on the TV, which is most nights at the minute, to be honest with you, all the footballers have got really sharp hair haircuts, and I'm just like, mm, you got the short back and sides. How's that going on? <laughs> Oh, your, oh, your missus, uh, hairdressers. Yeah. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, I don't think that uh, premiership footballers' wives uh, do hairdressing somehow. <laughs> yeah, 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 I did think that. But yeah, I've already booked mine in from there. But, but yeah, gyms hopefully open up April 12th, which is, well, good news for us in terms of work-wise. Obviously, we can get back to it, our clients and stuff. But good for everyone, mate. Yeah, it is, mate. And sport as well, some sport outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely kids will be, because uh, they was a bit more relaxed, weren't they, with the... Mm-hmm. Uh, rules for those guys so and then i bet there's a lot of parents listening to this you're thinking yes back to school and back to outside sport <laughs> yeah after school sport so they'd have to pick them up till five maybe a lot of parents sounds like they've had a, a challenging time i'll say yeah definitely Both schooling and energy and whatever else at least be able to tie them out somehow yeah well we neither of us have to go through that do we so we're uh i, I want to say lucky but i don't mean that in a bad way but we're lucky that we haven't had to go through that because it, it does seem like it's been quite a tough time for a lot of parents at the moment. Yeah. And to balance full-time jobs and that as well. Football kit is washed, I was just telling you. Ready for football. Uh, Do you want to tell everyone when it was last watched? March 29th, mate, I think. March the 29th can be the first game. It, that can actually be the first game? Mm-hmm. At the moment, I know it's all said like the dates, hopefully they're going to stick to them. Like if everything stays on course, how it's looking at the moment. Yeah, March the 29th, as soon as that, outdoor sport. Oh wow! I don't think they've said anything from could be yet. They uh the first sort of um, game. So I know we're 29th of March as well, but I don't know whether that because we're obviously a lot more contact based than football, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether they've said that's the first training sessions, when you can do games, adapted rules, anything like that. Mm. No, no idea. I think a lot of people, especially a lot of our lads, are going to have to go back to do a lot of fitness uh, when they get back to it because I don't think any sportsman has been doing a massive amount really. The lads in my team won't think when we were playing, let alone with the rest. So I, I dread to think what they could <laughs> But never, nevertheless, it's a exciting period of time for everyone. So hopefully we just don't fuck it up. So <laughs> yeah. Everyone, please, best behaviour. Let's get through this and let's get it done. Take it off. Um, I saw a good thing as well, I thought I'd mention before we get stuck into a few other things. Have you seen what Grenade put out today? No. On social media, they've put out to, well, to Boris Johnson's Instagram, whether he reads it or not himself, probably not. But um, 
they put on there they want to do a well, workout to help out scheme. So you know how they did the was it eat out to help out before. Yeah. They yeah. want to do the exact same for workouts. So because everyone's been struggling physical health wise and mental health wise, they're, they're trying to encourage the government to give some sort of um, more financial backing to people being able to have gym sessions, classes, X amount of person. Well, they get like probably a budget to spend on what they want gym related. I imagine they'd probably have to show some proof of what they're sent on, whether it be a receipt or something, because I imagine a lot of people aren't really bothered would literally just go and spend it in a pub. Yeah, but, that'd be quite hard to police that, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know whether they'd have to have a system where people would purchase a gym membership for a month. They Say if they got like a £50 budget each, for example, and then they'd have to show £50 worth of receipts for whatever they pay for. Yeah. Um, and then they put it on like a financial government website and then they get the money sent for after. Yeah, I can't, I can't, what happened with the eat out to help out? I can't even remember. Everyone went to the pub, got pissed and food. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, I can't remember what happened. Did you have to scan a code, a QR code or something? I can't remember what's going on there with that. I don't know. I remember. I think, no, I think we booked it. I know we're merely, we only went out once to, to one place and to be fair, I, I, amazing scheme, but I was sick of it. Like just people, I, like, I was more sick of the people were moaning that it was busy. Yeah. Like, what, what do you expect? Yeah, yeah. But I, I think we literally just booked in went there and I can't remember something to scan anything besides like um, a visitor's form to know we were there for to keep their records and stuff. Yeah, I can't remember. so long ago now, don't it? I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah, but it was, um, yeah, I, I just thought it was a good thing for them to kind of put out there and I think it would be something that's very, very beneficial. So for anyone who does listen, I think if you go on the Grenade website, they've got a, a petition up on their like, link tree or bio or whatever um, to go and sign that. So I just think it's quite a, quite a very... Sounds good thing for us potentially. Something different. Mm, definitely. So we're going to jump straight into them. So two topics we're going to talk about today. Uh, one being motivation, uh, a very very apt thing to be talking about at the moment, uh, especially now that we've all got gyms coming back in seven, six, seven, eight weeks um, and, and stuff like that. And then gaining lean muscle. So something a lot of people again want to talk about for many reasons. But again, for people who have an exercise period time, they might find out they've lost a little bit of muscle and they want to get back as soon as they can what things should they do, shouldn't they be doing, and things like those. Um, so motivation, mate, where do we want to start this? I've got my list, you've got your list. Yeah, I mean, it's a big problem at the moment. It's one of the things that I've heard most in lockdown. Um, as uh, Actually, last night I heard it from one of the uh, ladies who was saying it just got no motivation to exercise whatsoever. Um, I think a lot of people are struggling with that at the minute. Yeah, uh, I think people who, haven't, who say they haven't gone through it at least a little bit are probably just covering themselves up mm-hmm. i've gone through it quite a bit up to the downs yeah yeah um, definitely. yeah so i think it's kind of looks how you go through it. i went through a different approach where uh, like what i've written down here is the the definition for motivation what, what would you say I, I didn't have this definition initially i'd a varying kind of view in it what, what would you say mo- uh, definition of motivation is i don't know actually it's a, it's a tough one really it took me a while yeah I, I don't know i couldn't even think about it i'd have to have longer to think about it i think I, I, I'll put you on the spot with that one. I thought, <laughs> I, when in exercise, I said we kind of relate to like how you feel and like a, an energy. Like if you haven't got the energy, you just, oh, I don't feel motivated. Or if yeah. you haven't got the feel like, oh, I don't want to train today because I don't feel like it. That kind of motivation. But there's two things to put down is a reason or reasons for acting or behaving in a particular way, uh, slash a desire or willingness to do something sort of an enthusiasm. Yeah. Which I think, like I said, when people relate to feeling or energy, I think it's very relative to the gym. Like if you're not feeling it, your with your motivation your motivation is generally quite low about it and it's, it's about having a 
a desire. So if your desire is up at times, then you're more willing to do whatever. If you've got quite a high level of desire, if you want a goal that you really, really wanted to hit. So say for people when they stupidly leave it four weeks before they go on holiday to try and get in the shape of their lives, which is a stupid time frame anyway. But generally, their desire is high. So if someone says to them, you need to eat no food and you need to do seven hours of cardio the day, they're like, okay, yeah, I'll do it because I really want to get that goal because I want to go out on the beach and I'll do whatever stupid thing you tell me to do. Yeah. <laughs> and they do it. Um, obviously, we know the way they should be doing it and hopefully people listen know the way they should be doing it to look in great shape. Um, but then when it comes out of the back of that and their desire for a goal is low, then they're willing to actually go out and run in the rain or go and do a home workout after the at a nine to five working day it's been quite stressful the, the the willingness to do stuff is very very low yeah right. i think goal you said the word goals in there didn't you that's just mm. i know we keep coming to this all the time but it's just a vital one for for anything to do with motivation i personally think um and it can be short term long term but there's got to be something there I, I always think for it yeah it's, it's got to have something to to tie in really yeah. um what does it mean to you motivation um I, I think you have to have some type of a, a, a goal for it, definitely, in any type, whatever that is, fitness, general life, say if you, I don't know, say if you're studying, for instance, and you're going and you want to get a first class degree, for instance, that's your motivation to, to hit the books. If you're not really bothered what degree you get, what as long as you just want to scrape through, then you'll just do the minimum work for it anyway, you won't be as motivated, so... I, I definitely think there's got to be an aim and a, ta- a ta- like a tangible thing or something that you know you can see or touch or feel or you've got a date on it. Preferably, you've got a date on it. And um, for me, that's what motiv- motivation is. Yeah, it's, it's got to have sort of measure for it, yeah. really, hasn't it? Because yeah. um, I know for me, I'm big into motivation. You've probably seen any of the motivation quotes that go up on urban training pages. Me, because I normally just like looking at motivation quotes and watching videos of. David Goggins, Eric Thomas, Gary V, putting all sorts of motivational sort of stuff out. And I quite like that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know how you are on that sort of stuff. Uh, I know I'm, I quite geek out on it, but I don't know how you are. Yeah, it, it, for me, it all depends who it's coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like David Goggins, I'm just like, yeah, if it's just some random person spouting about it, I'm just like, no, I don't even listen. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's David Goggins and he's done all the stuff he has and you've read his book and that you're like, yeah, okay, I'll listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's very much from the figure that it's coming from. So from those people that I yeah. mentioned, like Eric Thomas, David Goggins, and Gary Vee, they're three quite big figures in their own individual areas and what they've done and what they do do. Yeah. Um, so I think that's quite a good thing for me personally. But again, I tied mine into a goal. So like for me, it's something I've got to get my teeth into. I've got to be able to actually just get stuck in there and it's not like a, a one-off sort of thing. So like I said, again, we keep talking about this challenge that, we're, that, well, that we will be doing this year that we haven't mentioned yet. But that's something we can both definitely get our teeth stuck into and we'll have to to get it done, which I think eventually we'll sort out and actually reveal what we're going to be doing for that um but for me as a rugby wise again i probably haven't had the motivation for it last two or three years i think this probably year is well what probably will be nearly a year off actually playing but months on and off not training and stuff that's probably brought my motivation back because i've had a little bit of a time away because really if you think about it, like i mean it's like you've played football you've played football for how many years <sighs> Flipping out, mate. 30 years, just over 30 years. But, but that's what I mean. I've played rugby since I was about nine, so about 19 years without a gap. Yeah. I'm, Some I'm, of that being fairly fell on, full, yeah. full on. So it's, it's quite a bit of time. You can easily lose motivation. So I guess there's times where you've had football where you've been like, I can't be asked to go play this game. I can't be asked to go and do this. Yeah, mate, definitely. There, yeah. There's going to be ups and downs for your motivation. So I yeah. think if anyone who's had this gap off the gym 
or off running if they're a swimmer they're a rower whatever they do it can be quite a good motivation point in the moment to actually to get back to it and tie a goal to that mm. yeah there's got to be goals to it. i think there's, there's two types of motivation is it there's like intrinsic ones and then extrinsic some people are just inherently motivated they're just that's just the way they are and other people need to get it from other sources if they can uh, the people who have got it intrinsically tend to um, do a bit better than the other guys because the other guys might drop out a bit easier. So some people are, are, are not lucky. I wouldn't say lucky is not the right word, is it? They've just got something in them that just keeps spurring them on and on and on, whatever that might be. Um, other people just need to look in different areas for it. Yeah, like the next thing I'd written down was intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Uh, actually, on my list, and like extrinsic motivation, pretty good. Like I said, those videos, but for me, I don't always use those videos a lot. I like watching them, but I don't really use them as a motivator because I think they're so good at what they do, but they only last for 20 minutes, yeah, 30 seconds, an hour, well, whatever sort of period of time it is. Whereas if you can intrinsically motivate yourself, and for some people, it's just because they've got a desire to be better. Like for us, we work, I'll say, very hard at what, what we do because we've got an intrinsic motivation to help clients do better what we do and do as well as we can do possibly. But again, we've got a, an intrinsic goal for ourselves and our family and, and stuff like that. Obviously that has a mixture of financial sort of stuff in there. It's going to, if you want to have a better standard life and stuff with some people, it can be from past experiences, something that's been a negative past experience, much like I said, take David Goggins. He's had quite a few that I've been to do with, with racism, with family, with abuse and stuff like that. But he's turned all of that into just fuel, yeah. absolute fuel for everything he does. Um, so I think if you can have whatever sort of intrinsic motivation you can possible and actually stick that as an emotional tied down sort of goal, that motivator can drive you to wherever you ever want to go. Forever. Yeah. I think people like David Goggins as well. What, what's his book for people who haven't... Um, is it Carl um, is it can't hurt me the book can't hurt me or can't stop me it's one of the two isn't it one of them two um, yeah i think can't hurt me. motivational book then that's definitely the one awesome uh but a lot of those people who've had hardships throughout their lives and this is why sport's such a good thing in my view because like it just allows people who've had like disadvantaged backgrounds and stuff there's no barriers to it if you're good enough and you walk into say aston villa football club if you're good enough you'll be playing it don't matter where you come from um or what and and a lot of those guys as well, because you just said it, because they've had hardships in their life. They're so motivated, like there's something burning inside them. And and people like Floyd Mayweather, he's had the same. But everything he does, like business and everything, he's obviously a mega successful business person. They just give their all for it all the time, constantly. So if they write a book, it's got to be perfect. If they set up a business, it's got to be perfect. Sports got to be perfect. And it's just across the board. It's not just sporting or gym-based stuff. It's, it's everything with them. Yeah, much like Kevin Hart, The Rock. I always take them as an example. Two people who've come from different backgrounds. There's people who've been worse than them, but haven't kind of turned it around to a positive thing to, to what they are now. Is just two global superstars. I imagine you said that to pretty much most people on the street. 90% of them would know exactly who they are yeah. for different reasons, whether it's, a, like I said, Teddy Rock, whether it's a wrestler, film star, well, whatever he was. Um, and same Kevin Hart was a comedian or an actor or whatever. But they're two people have used that intrinsic motivation of past experience to better themselves. Yeah. Uh, the Rock's yeah. just like, I mean, his work ethic, if you see him, he's oh. just like in the gym at 4 a.m. and then he's filming for like 14 hours and then he's with his kids and all this stuff. He's just like an, a machine, a non-stop machine. But 
just before he made it big, when he, before wrestling, he was sleeping in the garage of his of his friend's house on a mattress in the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, he literally had like not a cent in America to his name, and uh, no, I, I love him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, complete man crush. Leroy always says to me about role models, just like, who would you be if you could be anyone in the world? Straight away, I'm like, you know, like, why are you even asking that question? You know, it would literally be The Rock if I could be anyone. My first one's Arnold, still Arnold, and it'll always be Arnold because he's yeah. just an absolute legend in his own right. But yeah, The Rock's close, mate. I would never have seen Arnie ever in his prime, kind of, really. Yeah. I kind of knew who Arnie because my dad used to speak about him quite a bit, or yeah. my, my, my brother would have a little bit. Yeah, I think like most people with, especially people who are into the gym, I'm just Arnie's just like started off for the vast majority of us to be to be honest. Yeah, our generation anyway. Yeah, well, I think like now I've got much more of an appreciation of him, but initially I was kind of like, oh, I don't really know who this guy is. Like I would have always said the Rock before him because I didn't really know too much about him until I got into the gym a lot more and work and um and looked at more at the bodybuilding sort of stuff. I wouldn't really known it, but yeah, he's definitely I think a lot of reasons why a lot of people have got into stuff. Class. Yeah, I love that guy. Did, did you see about the rock saying that he uh, wouldn't mind going for presidency in 2024? You can see it happening, mate. Can you, you imagine can... him and Boris Johnson in a room? <laughs> <laughs> you, can see, you can see him running for it, definitely. Let's uh, be honest, in, in America, anything's possible, isn't it? Any, you know, yeah. Ronald, Ronald Reagan was a film star when he only got to president. So, you know, the rock. He's one of the better people that would probably go for it, mate, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. It's free tequila for everyone. <laughs> It'll be free to, was it Terry Mara tequila wasn't it yeah right, but we won't uh, go across veer away from the topic too much um, <laughs> as we already have how do you stay motivated personally mate um, it's different for me now I think when I was younger so I'd say when I was in my 20s yeah 20 all, all through my 20s I was more, quite obsessed with our image and how I looked and stuff so for me personally, I've never been as motivated to go to the gym as that time as I was then. So mm. people might call it vanity or whatever, but I can remember training like 12 times a week. So morning and then straight to the gym after work and train. It, that was even if I was playing football after, I'd still go to the gym after, even if it's just to do abs or whatever. I can remember drive, uh, biking. We had a bike. I used to live with four lads and we had like a communal bike that was a death trap. And I remember the one that it was five, the gym was five miles from our house and it snowed the one time. It was like about two, three feet deep. And I rode the bike to the gym to have a workout. It took me, it took me longer to ride the bike to the gym than it did the workout. It was about an hour and 45 minutes each way. And I did legs in the gym and I couldn't cycle back, but I was like totally obsessed. But my motivation was through the roof, mate, though. So like how you look, whether you like it or not, is a strong motivator. Um, uh, I think I, it is. It's a very, and that can be like, look for a wedding. That can be look, like you said, a beach holiday. Mine was just all year round. But um, now, mate, now I've got older, it's more, because I know how it makes me, it just makes me feel better. Mm. Um, whether I, you know, whatever I look like is what it is. It's a byproduct of it though. I know that when I walk out of the gym and, and still for me, weight training gives me a better feeling than anything. And that's including football as well. Mm. Um, and I love football. It's been my sport all my life, but I, I don't think anything compares to to weightlifting. Still, yeah, definitely. And I just now I feel better. I, I perform better. I think better. I make better decisions. Uh, I'm not as grumpy. Uh, all all them things. People might disagree with that, mate. But <laughs> that's that's how I motivate myself. Just because I know it makes me feel better, mate. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know for me, I'm definitely still in that vanity part. Uh, being just just about in my 20s got another two years left in my 20s but I'm uh, 
de- definitely still in that vanity part and want to feel more confident in how you look. And again, it's probably well that vanity part is to do with body confidence, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're definitely linked together. Like I know for me, I want to feel confident in my body and confident I'm strong, confident I can move properly, and, and all different sort of functionalities of my body, but confident in all of them as much as I can be. Yeah. Um, and for me, rugby, like I said, I haven't been motivated to play for the last two, three years, really, if I'm being totally honest. Um, I've kind of just done it because that's what I've always done since I was a kid. Whereas this gap off now, I'm kind of motivated to get as fit as I can possible so that when I go back to playing rugby properly, I'm good to go. I can, I can actually play again. So I think that's quite a big motivation for me. So those are two goals that are measurable in terms of time, like varies really uh, for the rugby one. That can't really be too time-based because I don't know when I'm going to play it again. But I can motivate myself for that specific reason. So I think those are two reasons why. But I think both all of our reasons all relate back to having a goal and the goal meaning something to you. Yeah, always. I don't think I've ever not had some... Because I think as people go through their lives as well, go through different life stages, don't you? So when you're younger, you might you might be single. So and, and let's be honest, a lot of the reason why particularly men go to the gym is to look good and try and get a partner. I've heard it 100%. times. Um, and then... As you get older, you might have children and then that's not such a uh, big issue for you. But then you want energy to play with your kids and you you, you want to be like playing football and taking them places and stuff. And then, so you, like, your life priorities, priorities change a little bit down there and you probably haven't got as much time. I mean, I went to the gym 12 times a week. That was for like at least two and a half hours a day. Most people with kids couldn't do that mm. and have a job and everything else as well. So um, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. yeah, I think the funny thing is, like, we all joke as couples that, like, I always want to up say, I used to be really lean before I met you, now I'm fat. And I like, joke around with it like that. Which, like, if you compare my weight and probably my body fat, then, like, I've got more muscle than I had then. But weight wise, I'm definitely more than I was then. You kind of joke around, but your motivation when you're younger and probably single, because, like I said, you have a desire to find a partner in the gym. So, how many lads you see in the gym on a Friday, Saturday night just before they have a shower and go out on a night out? Yeah, guaranteed. It's, it's guaranteed and ridiculous. You're always going to find lads in there doing that. Um, Again, shoes on the foot with the girls always take probably take it a little bit longer to get ready for a night out than they would to go for work because of work they're probably not looking to go for a partner or, or a hookup or whatever, but but they probably will be for, for a night out. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. That next bit. It's just it's right there, Matt. Yeah. If, if I do if I do a consultation and, and I ask somebody the reasons for it, if they say they're trying to, if it's a a, a man, it typically, it typically tends to be a man. If they say I'm trying to get a part, now I'm thinking, brilliant, this is going to be like, you've already, I've already got the motivation part, I don't need to work too hard. Mm-hmm. And if it's a female and she'll say something like, I want to look good in my wedding dress or something, again, I think we spoke about this before, it's just like, yeah, brilliant, I haven't got much work, you've got the motivation already, you're not going to need that much of a push. Um, that type of thing is so is so powerful, mate. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what exactly what I was going to say, sorry, but before I, I lost track of it, was, it was that which what you've said about your probably desire when you're younger to find a partner is your one of your reasons for going to the gym and work so hard. And when you find a partner, you kind of just feel like relaxed yeah. and that kind of goes a little bit, not for everyone, obviously, but for a good amount of people that do it for that reason, that that was their motivation. And then the struggle to find motivation after that. So yeah. I think very much that motivation has to be goal-based no matter what it is to yeah. work. If, we, if we're being totally candid, mate, it's just like, you know, people want to look good with their clothes off, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So if they're on a beach and they've got their flipping, you know, budgie smugglers on or something, if that's what you're going to wear when you're on the beach, or, you know, if you come and you've got a partner and then you're worried about like the next stages and you want to look good with no clothes on, that's another massive thing for people. There's no point in like us being around the bush. It is that, that is what it is. 
Yeah, it's, it's sex appeal. It, it's it's got to be. Like whether you're confident to walk down the beach, like I said, in your favourite budgies and walk, walk down there or a bikini or anything like that. It's whether you have a small revealing bikini on or quite uh, a bikini that covers you up quite a lot. Depends on how body you're confident you probably feel. Uh, a lot of the time, not always. Again, like saying some people just feel more comfortable than that, which I'm not saying is, a, is an issue with that. But again, body confidence-wise, that's probably going to make a big difference. If your body confidence is very high, you don't care what you wear. You'll wear anything. If your body confidence is quite low because of that, then you'll obviously, like I said, try, try and cover up a little bit more. And that's for males and females. Yeah, I think that'll always be there, mate. I know like there's a lot more acceptance now. Um, and rightly so, you know, people are trying to get away from being obsessed with how they look. But I think deep down, most people are still... Um, you know, want to do something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah. Um, so on to our next topic, mate, gaining lean muscle. So I think that's probably, again, quite appropriate, like I said, for the reason before. A lot of people might not have been able to train at all. And if they have, they've probably only trained a little bit to either maintain, maybe lost a little bit and stuff like that. So I think gaining lean muscle probably will be something a lot of people want to do when they go back to the gym, potentially. Yeah. Uh, I can see that for, for a, lot, a lot of people, really. Um, who were regular muscle, uh, regular sorry, gym exercise and users before. Um, and there's a lot of things for people to be aware of. Me, me and Harry did talk about this today, like do's and don'ts of what to do when you go back to the gym. Um, I think what a lot of people would do is go back in there and rush to get back to where they were straight away. Yeah, that's guaranteed, mate. <laughs> it's like anything in life, we want anything quick. We want weight loss quick. And soon, now that we, if we lost a bit of muscle, we want muscle gain quick. It just doesn't happen like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think for the people who have um, done something in lockdown, it'll be easier. It'll be a quicker route back, a quicker road back. Yeah, we, we said that. You'll have quicker routes to be able to get back to what you're doing before, uh, quicker recovery time. Yeah. Everything like that will be far, far easier for you to get back into. But I still think there's an element that they should still be wary um, when they go back anyway, because it's not exactly the same as what you're doing before. So the risk of doing other things and injuries and everything like that is still going to be higher. Yeah. I think we lean muscle as well. We should say like why people not should be doing it, but why it's a good thing for people to do as well. To to obviously a lot of guys will be like, yeah, I want to build lean muscle, but a lot of females might be saying, why do I want to build muscle for? Um, you know, loads of benefits. One is you can you might see very muscular people. Uh, some of their diets are horrendous, but they get away with it because the carbs that we're having and in western diet we have a lot of carbohydrates in our food and it's just the way it is but it's stored in muscle so you know if, if the more muscle mass you've got the more you can get away with having those uh, meals that are not so healthy that we all have from time to time and we enjoy um if you haven't got that muscle mass and you're not burning it off it's got nowhere to go other than to be stored as fatty tissue so that's why we always try and encourage people to build lean muscle there's there's a reason for it rather than just looking good um, again, that's a byproduct of, of what it does. Yeah, it's it's essential for all males and females, really. Like you said, if you've got more muscle mass, you've got the ability to lose weight easier because you've got more ability to burn more calories while sat there doing nothing. Yeah. Um, so it makes far easier. But again, for again, using females as an example, because a lot of females want a bikini body, which is normally quite strong glutes, good figure, small hips, and that sort of hourglass figure. Um, if you just do cardio, you're not doing any sort of well, I was put down in my notes about muscle signaling because I got asked the other day about would you say to someone that calorie or muscle signaling is more important when you do um muscle gain I said they're obviously both important but for me if you're not doing any muscle signaling sort of work and you're just overeating a surplus you're just going to put body fat on yeah you yeah. need to do some sort of muscle signaling whatever matter what it is um 
two have positive signal for your body to create muscle. Like I said, that's for males and females. You, you need, if you want to grow your bum, have a bigger bum, which is quite a common goal for, for a lot of males and, and females, or well, a lot more males now, which is great because stronger glutes is key to a lot of athletic performance, a lot of other things. Um, but, but you need to do some resistance work and create the right positive muscle signaling to your body to create that muscle tissue. Yeah, and I think for females, it's worth saying that you're never going to put that much muscle on anyway. It's not no. going to, it's not, it's not going to happen. So you'll never get too big unless you're going to start taking um, like performance and enhancing drugs. Then it's just not going to happen. Um, if you're just natural with it, and you control what you're eating, then it, it's never going. It's going to give you the, you know, the body shape that you're after. But it's not going to, uh, you're not going to look like Incredible Hulk or anything like that. I think that goes for males and females though as well. Cause I've heard a lot of males who said the same, I want to start doing a bit of weights, but I don't want to get too big. I'm just like, okay, mate, don't worry about that. <laughs> you won't, don't worry. Um, Cause again, it, it's not an easy process. It takes a lot of consistency, a lot of patience. I've, I've put down here, about if you want to build lean muscle, like proper lean muscle, you need to know your numbers. If you don't do that, then you're probably just going to put a lot more body fat on than you need to. Yeah, you got it, 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 take, it takes a lot of work if you really want to build a lot of lean muscle so again too big too quickly doesn't happen uh, like I said unless you're using anything that's going to enhance you on, on from there but kind of going on to that point about if you want to be really lean you need to know your numbers we speak about this quite a lot when we talk about general calories uh, and how people are doing do you want to kind of break down what we'd look at calories wise and numbers wise for people how we kind of do that for lean muscle definitely to start off protein would be the first one that we'd work out so um depends what your protein is usually about like two grams per kilogram of, of body weight if something around that figure um for ma for males definitely as a starting point um that's the first thing to, to nail definitely because uh, if you don't know like muscle the building blocks of muscle are is protein so we need that when when we're training to build lean muscle like we're, we're tearing the muscle and to repair it we need that, that protein it's essential so that would be the first protocol, mate, without a doubt, for, for yeah. males and females. I think a lot of people don't realise, in general, no matter what goal you have, how important protein is. People probably just think a little bit, ah, oh, if you want to get bigger, I'll just have more protein. So that, yeah. It's not as simple as that anyway. It is obviously very important. Um, but it's not as simple as just having that. But it's, it's so essential to everything else that you do, whether it's weight loss, whether it's performance, sports, um, or general health is yeah. very 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 important to to do that as you said all our cells contain it um it makes us feel full it's relatively hard to digest as well. i think it's like it takes 25 percent of the calories just to burn it proteins it's not like the, the the body it's not like carbohydrates where the body can can use it quite easily it's a bit of a job for it to burn so it, it keeps you warmer so if you're sitting at home and you're cold all the time get some more protein in you <laughs> and like i said it, it does it, it takes a bit of more burning than carbohydrates so definitely the first thing to look at definitely and in terms of calories wise you know when we talk about calories we have got a simpler a simple way of kind of measuring out the initial sort of calories i don't we wish well what we do if it's a female it's 22 if it's a male it's 24 times that by their, their kilograms and you get uh extra motion being known as their are uh the RMR, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah RMR. I keep, get, keep getting myself mixed up with the, uh, the letters, so many blue letters. Uh, the RMR, resting metabolic rate. And then to find out what your basal metabolic rate would be, you times it by your activity level. So we use a scale of 1.1 to 1.9, and you've got a scale of 0.1 in between those two numbers of everyone. So if you're someone who's moderately active, you'd be on a 1.5. So if you do, you're a female and you do 22 times 
kilos and then your times by activity level, then you'll get your calories, which would be your maintenance calories, just yeah. so exact same as you are. Uh, and we say when it comes to lean muscle, you don't really want to go anywhere over a 10% sort of increase, really. Again, individual things that, that um, can change that. But generally, we say roughly, you're looking at about 10%, really. Yeah. If you, yeah, I think if you're putting weight on too fast, then it's a warning sign that you've gone over your calories a bit. Yeah. I can't remember where I heard it from. It might have been. Have you seen that bloke called Mountain Dog who's over in... Uh, America or Canada, can't remember mm. what his name is, but he's very well known over in bodybuilding over that way. I don't know whether it might be Phil Lernie or anyone or someone like that, or Phil Graham. Yeah, it was someone who's very, very well respected in the in the in the fitness industry. But they're the saying about you can, if you're natural in a year, you're only actually going to put on two, three kilos of muscle of pure muscle maximum in a year. Yeah, definitely, mate. Of just pure muscle, that's all you're going to do. I think it's worth it's worth noting as well when we see people on like Instagram and and a lot of people are, will be taking performance enhancing drugs. I, I almost think that if people are and they're pushing stuff, they should be made to say what they're doing because 100%. a lot of people are not aware. And uh, you know, I, I spoke to so many, it's lads again. I'm going to come down to, I'm not picking on lads, but they'll say, Oh, I've brought so-and-so's program. I'm going to get like him. And I'm just like, how much drugs are you taking? And it's just like none. And it's just like, he takes, do you realize that he's definitely on some type of steroids or whatever? No, he's not. You can just tell straight away. Once you've been around gyms for as long as we have, we can just tell immediately what, what someone's doing. I think they should be made to say because they're making a lot of money pushing stuff to a lot of people who want to look like them or want to be, even want to be them sometimes. And it's a load of bullshit. Yeah. It's bollocks. Yeah, that's one of the big things to beat the bullshit. I think, I know for me, like I've had friends who've taken gear and stuff like that and I've trained with them and uh, I'm, I'm fascinated with what it does, but I'd never ever take it because I'm not interested in how it works that way, but I'm interested in the process of what it does for you, if you get what I mean. But I've had a lot of friends who have had it and they, they've all been very open, like, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, fair, fair enough, go for it. It doesn't affect me. I don't, don't really care about it. You've got to crack on. But for if it, people who, like you said, who, who take it, pedal shit, and then saying, when people ask them, saying, oh, are you on that? No, no, I'd never do that. Yeah. Dickheads. <laughs> going to put it as plain as that. Absolute dickheads. It's... Yeah. It's ridiculous because, like I said, if you could, that should be something like trading, uh, st- training standard uh, agency, training standards. It should be reported something like that. Yeah, because you can't go sending a program saying oh, I did this in six weeks if all you're doing is is putting a load of uh, HGH sticking a needle in your ass every the other day, doing stuff like that, and claiming you're not. Yeah, that's and the issue. And a lot of them, when they're asked questions about it, they don't even claim they're not. They sort of like skirt around the issue. They'll never like, never straight answer like, yes or no. Some of, some of the even some of the top guys are totally open about it and that and mm-hmm. when people go to them for like a transformation type thing they'll know that they're probably going to be taking some type of gear as you want to call it and it's open but all these ones selling programs to people um they should have to advertise what they're doing themselves because it's yeah so like you say if you take something off uh car green big Rammy, who are people who would fill it up half the room that i'm saying now um you know, if you buy some of them, they're going to be taking it because there's no way you could get that big ever physically possible without taking anything. And they would never deny it if you spoke about it, but no one asks them because it's it's quite an obvious thing. They'd probably be very open about it. It'd just be the way if you yeah. talk to them about it. Um, I know I remember I had a friend who was infatuated with a certain um, physique model and fitness model. And he's absolutely infatuated with him. And then we were talking about it. He's like, oh, what do you think he does this? And I was like, well, I think he injects a load of gear in his ass a couple of days a week. 
And they were like, what do you mean? And they were absolutely sickened that I'd even suggest it. And I was like, this was his picture two years ago. This is picture now. Yeah. How do you think they've gained that much lean muscle? Or that much muscle in general? And they're like, oh, well, I won't know. I said, like, you're like, this was a very clever person in industry that's very suited for this one. I was like, how can they do that physically? They can't. Yeah, yeah. So it's, again, it's, it's a weird subject how we've kind of gone to it. I didn't expect the subject to kind of go on to this, to be honest. But it is a very infuriating one when it, well, when it comes out when people are pedagogical. It's bullshit, and that is definitely a big load of bollocks as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, def- definitely, mate. So uh, going away from that, mate, what other areas do you think are important for people when it comes to gaining lean muscle? What, what else do you think is essential for people to do for it? Resistance work, definitely. So, and this comes, unfortunately, I'm going to go back to what we were just talking about again. So when we see uh, bodybuilding splits, they're, they're done for like guys who are on gear again, because they're like synthesizing protein all the time because they're, they're putting it into their bodies. So um, I don't know, chest day, international chest day is always Monday, isn't it? Everyone's on bench press on Monday. Um, and they absolutely blitz their chest beyond, you know, they can't move for like a few days. And then next Monday, they'll do the same. But the thing is that they're, they're growing all, all the time, all week, because they're, they're putting stuff into their bodies. For us guys that are not doing that, after about like 48 hours, that protein synthesis, that growing phase has, has stopped. It's come to a, a natural end. So I'd say, mate, the other important thing is the frequency that you're training body parts is one so i know the, the current evidence is two maybe even three times per week isn't it mm-hmm. so um each body part uh that's another one for me definitely yeah again i've got very similar points here Matt. i put recovery and frequency yeah uh, as, as a key part because with the frequency relating to the split so for me like essentially if you train four days a week i always say like a an upper body, lower body split is, is quite a nice one. So you do upper, probably upper body, lower body, day off, upper body, lower body, two days off. Yeah. It's probably quite a nice split to, to go for. Again, you've got in the week, you've got that 40 hour period where you've got a nice rest in there. It's enough to recover, but enough to give yourself a good beating during a yeah. session. Um, and then you've got two days off of the weekend where you probably have a little bit higher calorie uh, going around those um, across those weekends whilst you're in that recovery phase and while you're still synthesizing protein as you're going through there. Whereas if you've got three days a week, like you see, you lose to, which we're both big fans of, and if people are training three days a week, you have three whole body splits. Yeah. You look at volume where you're looking at, say, chest day. If you do chest day and you do it properly, you'll probably do no more than 10 sets. Really, like working sets, probably even less than that, actually. Working sets, probably looking at five or six of full working sets who are working to sort of muscular fatigue and failure. The rest of it is building up to a, a higher working frame, really, isn't it? Yeah. And now I end up doing... God knows how many blue sets if we do an individual body apart because I'm warming up most of the time trying to work up to a, a heavier weight in the, the the exercise I'm working on. Um, so that, that's quite a big one to look at. Whereas if you do, so like I said, use that 10, 10 sets of example. Whereas if you, for chest, if you do whole body three times a week and you're doing three or four full max volume sets in each of those sessions for your bench press, different forms of bench press, but still bench press, your volume in your chest is much higher. Yeah much much higher all you've done is split over three days yeah you just want to split it. i think so is it 12 i can't remember the research I, can't, I was reading it with my brother not so long ago i think it might have been 12 sets per week yeah um, it's, it's about 10 or 12 definitely about there it's been a lot done so roughly about 12 sets per week on each body part spread over that time yeah 100 i think that that is enough like i said it's progressive overload so it's gonna be enough to build which yeah. is good. Again, a key thing to that as well as tracking your numbers in your food, tracking your numbers in your weights, make sure your training volume is going up and up and up. 
it's, it's enough to recover. Recovery is definitely something a lot of people don't do enough. I know before I saw this, uh, before this, this recent lockdown, especially that period where, how long were the gyms open between lockdown two and three? About two months, was it? I was going to say about six, eight weeks, wasn't it? Six weeks, yeah, six, eight weeks. I see some people who are in that gym twice a day every day, literally yeah. every day for a single week. And all they were doing was just doing split routines, not really getting any stronger, not physique changing, anything like that. And one of the things I put down to, I said, they're just not recovering enough. I said, like, there's so many things you probably pick apart. And I'm, I'm no expert. I'm good at what I do, but I'm no expert compared to some of the top guys that we watch and read from. But that you're just not getting enough recovery in there. It would be split routine. Yeah. You're doing chest every other day and trying to hit max sets on every, you're doing seven, eight exercises, thinking that's going to be the best way to do it. Which leads to another point I've put on there. I don't think doing loads of weights or loads more is going to be key for it. Yeah. I know um, Phil Lerner said on one of his posts, he doesn't believe in overtraining Phil Lerner. He only believes in under recovery. That's what he calls it. Mm. Like if you're eating enough and you're, sli- and you're eating the proper stuff and you're sleeping well and you haven't got stress and all this stuff, um, you know, he believes that you can that there's no such thing as overtraining. It's quite an interesting point, I thought, what he said. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know, mate, to be fair. I think you can. I think you can overtrain because I've seen some people get amazed. I mean, when when we was doing that men's health um, competition thing, the lad who won it only trained three times a week. He was a policeman and he didn't have, he worked shifts. He, didn't have a t- he only trained three times a week and he got himself into awesome shape off it. Okay. And he actually, he actually put it down to... to um, to his recovery periods because every time he did train, he went for like an animal, yeah, because uh, he got that recovery. I, I personally think that you can overtrain. I think I've, I've well, I know that I've been there before, so um, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, I'm mixed boat on like so I love everything Phil Lane says, but I'm a mixed boat on that because I know you take those lads for example when they've done that, I know for a fact they definitely probably don't drink enough water, they definitely don't sleep enough, all this sort of stuff. So that's why they're not growing. Whereas when I did it for the competitions, I was training twice a day. I was in the gym at four o'clock in the morning, doing my cardio. A horrific thing I'd never think of doing again is getting in there four o'clock in the morning. And I was at work till 10, 11 o'clock at night, uh, 10 p.m. in the evening, but I'd be straight to bed. I'd have that aiming somewhere between six and eight hours sleep, which again, I'd be wanting to go definitely up towards the upper range, but and I was still getting results. But now if I did that, when if sleep wasn't ideal, I'm definitely bringing my training volume down and focusing that recovery period would get me far better results. Yeah. And overtraining yeah. can lead to a lack of sleep as well because you're fried. 100%. You I've done it before. I haven't been able to sleep from it. Yeah. No, no, 100%. Definitely, mate. Uh, one that I'll put down is weirdly about cardio. It's something I've always made people do no matter what goals there are of some sort, but mainly just steps. But it's purely to keep moving because the importance that your circulatory system has in general, if your body's more efficient and fitter, you can, again, lean back to a good point of recovery, you will recover better. Yeah. So that's why I kind of put a lot of people to do a cardio session of it. might just be literally just do 20 minutes on a cross trainer twice a week. Just keep yourself moving. Yeah. Or, again, if someone who doesn't like that, just go for a walk twice a week. Keep keep Just keep moving. Just so your body's circulatory system is functioning properly and efficiently. The fitter you are as well, the better you oxidise fat and stuff. So you know, everyone should be getting fit. I, I seen this. There was um, just before the gym shot the gym where I train at. A lot of the lads who worked there had a game of football in the studio because studios closed for classes. Uh, they're all they're all big lads to be fair. They've got a lot of muscle mass on them. They were absolutely knackered of running around for about two minutes kicking a ball. 
And I was like, that is an embarrassment. You, you shouldn't, you want to be looking at an all round. You don't want to be doing that. You don't want to have huge muscles and can't move for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're a competition bodybuilder and that's what, and these lads are not. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, crazy. So yeah, you want to be fitter as well, hundred percent with that. Yeah, I said that's my personal goal now is to be an all round. Yeah, sort of athlete across all those areas because it gives so many benefits to each individual area. Yeah, it really does, definitely. Um, my, my final point in that part was big muscle groups rather than just doing isolation exercises all the time. Yeah. If you want to gain some good quality lean muscle, doing a squat over a leg extension just because it's easier and you prefer it is going to be far better doing uh, an incline barbell bench press so it's much heavier, much higher volume than doing some sort of crappy single arm, lying down, upside down, foam, cable, fly, mm-hmm. some random thing that you see on Instagram that someone does. Um, doing those bigger muscle groups, you're going to incorporate more muscle, break more muscle tissue down, is going to be far better than doing any sort of isolation exercise than that. Yeah, that's guaranteed. All, all workouts should be starting with some compound exercises. But I think that, that that's where um these big whole body workouts come into fruition i think because you can hit a compound exercise on each one of varying of different variances different variations but you can hit a form of compound exercise in pretty much most muscle groups through that session without having too much fatigue maybe a bit on the lower back if you're doing legs and back because if you're going from deadlifts into squats sometimes if you're doing hypertrophy work there's going to be quite a lot of fatigue in the lower back but yeah. you, obviously you can change and adapt to that maybe put a, a deadlift with a leg press yeah. Quite, quite an easy one to do. And then you do a squat with a bent over row. Quite, quite an easy one to go and change around there. There's ways to get around all of all of that stuff, isn't there? I saw a good variation today, which I never thought of, to alleviate some pain from the back. Is there someone doing a, a bent over row with a bum up against the wall? Just to yeah, alleviate no, pain, I feel like yeah. that. No, 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 no thought about it. I've always just done it and cracked on or done like a line down at like a prone row or anything from there. Just take about it. But I never thought of still doing it and doing that for some reason. Just going fast that. I was like, it's a great little idea. Bit more support, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just creating that stability in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Come on, have you got any more things you'd like to add on to the gain of lean muscle before uh, we wrap up? Uh, that's enough, mate. We've gone through the main. Cool, awesome, guys. Again, thank you very, very much for listening today. Uh, again, I made a mistake on the last episode. I said we're going to bring these out every Friday. I think we're going to bring these out every Wednesday because we've gone to a good habit of doing these on the Monday or Tuesday. Um, so as you can tell, today is a Tuesday after the announcements last night. And um, so we're going to be releasing these every Wednesday. Again, we've got a couple more episodes of listening to our lovely Brummy accents, uh, Rabbit on. But again, we're looking forward to bringing on some of our guests very, very soon. Um, so if there's anything more you need from us, again, feel free to drop us a message on either of our social media profiles via our website at www.urbantrainingpt.co.uk. Um, if you need any help getting yourselves ready for when the gyms do open, feel free to drop us a message, whether it's advice or you actually want any coaching. We're here and happy to help. So until next time, guys, speak to you all soon. Thanks for listening.